Raccoon City residents, it is Alex O'Neill here, joined by the lovely Andrew Taylor, with another episode of Raccoon City Radio. That's right. Andrew put me in charge. I gave it to you. I, I let you gave you, me. I let you go so off the much, rails today. You gave me so much power, yeah. Andrew. You fool. Yeah. Uh, I've I've taken the power. It's gone straight to my head, and I'm hosting <laughs> Raccoon City Radio. Welcome back. It's episode four or three. <laughs> It's three. It's technically, it's three for this season, quote unquote. Three. But yeah, we're just you know hanging out, chilling. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Three. <laughs> episode three of season two of Raccoon City Radio. We are recapping the entirety of the campaign of Resident Evil Three Remake. Yes. Uh, for those just joining us, I'm Alex O'Neill, host of Rational Passions Podcast, founder of RationalPassions.com, joined by the. Raccoon City Radio founder himself, Andrew Taylor. Hi. Uh, and we're going to talk about today uh, on this uh, recap. We're still going through the campaign of Resident Evil 3. We're getting through it. And then we, we got other stuff coming. Andrew, we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, uh, I'll talk about it towards the end. Uh, but but there will be other stuff in addition to our recaps. Uh, some of it with me, some of it without. Hopefully most of it with me. Just certain things didn't work out. Yeah, at least for this next thing that's coming up. But yeah, yeah we have some other stuff coming up that i'd like to talk about with people so we'll mention it towards the end so so uh today we're going to be recapping the the second kind of chunk of the the campaign andrew's told me we're going to be we're going to be kind of split into four pieces it sounds like yeah the first part that we did last week last episode this chunk that we're doing <clears throat> there's going to be the hospital section next week uh and then the, the finale section yeah the finale uh, which yep. I don't know. I don't know what to expect there. Uh, the week after, uh, and then we'll, we might have we'll have stuff coming out in between those things, and then more stuff. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. Uh, but today we're talking about the sewer, uh, kind of like where I stopped last time with that first nemesis boss battle. Is what we're really talk about yeah. through the second nemesis boss battle, um, uh, the dog nemesis boss battle. Woof woof. Yeah, it's spoilers. Weird. <laughs> it's super really weird. weird. Why does it happen? It's super weird. But it's also terrifying. It's horrifying. It, yeah. like, definitely... Like, there's, like, one attack that he does where he, like, chomps on your stomach and then throws you aside with his mouth. It's awful. Yeah. It's pretty... It's blood flying everywhere. Um, so, if you're if you're unfamiliar, Raccoon City Radio coming to you every Tuesday, that's... Yeah, every Tuesday, and then I think the what's going to happen... Uh, for these like kind of separate interviews that we're having with guests, I think that's going to be uh, probably like every Thursday, uh, kind of leading forward. Um, let, I'll just get into it really quick right now. So we're going to be doing like some people that have played the game as well, um, also fans of the series. Uh, I'm tonight actually after this recording, I'm going to be doing a kind of a low key one on one conversation with Logan Moore and Mario Rivera from DualShockers.com. They reviewed the game. They've played the game. They've beaten the game. We're going to kind of have a conversation with them about the game as a whole. Uh, Probably not get into spoilers or anything like that. Maybe we will. I'll make sure to let everyone know. And then... I won't listen to that shit. Yeah. And then, (laughs) yeah. Not yet. Not yet. But, and then we're probably going to talk about, like, their... uh, their background with the series as a whole and then kind of what they're expecting for maybe the the next game like resident evil eight or whatever remake that capcom decides to do next even if it is resident evil or not um but yeah like there's some people i have in mind but uh mario and logan are the first ones up for sure 
uh, and that'll probably be out this this coming Thursday. Um, so two days from when you're getting listening to this. But yeah, yeah. So please, please uh, subscribe and and give us uh, five stars because yes. I need it. I need the those stars. <laughs> stars. Stars. Yes, there it came full circle. Now let's start with stars. Uh, Jill Valentine, this is me mostly because like, Andrew, you had finished the game when we talked last week, and we, yeah. we were we were getting the doc ready for this, and I was like perfectly moment for moment recapping yeah. some of these scenes we're about to go we, through. We talked about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII for like half an hour, then we talked. About, it was like ten minutes. <laughs> then we talked about Resident Evil Three for another half an hour, and now we're finally recording. So. Now we're recording. This is that's how you warm up, man. Yeah, we're. I, we're mean, I got nothing ready. better to do. Obviously, with everything that's going on, but I'm having a great time. That's all yeah. that matters. So, um, yeah. so we start. I left off right. Nemesis chases you in the subway. Is kind of yeah. scripted chase sequence. Um, I blast very uncharted like <clears throat> very uncharted like. Uh, I blast him. He a crate blew out of his chest. It had a silencer, and I got an extended magazine for my my handgun as well. Um, nice. So it's loaded up, man. Yeah, um, you really got that thing. Out. wait there's a um, there's an extra magazine for that thing yeah that's another thin nemesis blast off oh i did, i thought he only drops man i gotta go back and play it because i honestly thought he only dropped i think he drops other stuff later in the game too if you start because I, I i got later on i got two more crates to drop on one time he dropped shotgun shells and another time he dropped uh flame rounds so yeah, there's there's always some fun stuff you can do. Yeah. I mean, I I, I played the game where I try to steer clear from him as much as possible. It was it was more of like I was so scared of him chasing me that I had to shoot him to stop put to stop him, yeah. right? Like I refused to go until I put him down. And then <laughs> and then he just Spider-Man zips out of there. And he does, but like, you know, he'll take a knee for a little bit once if you blast a crate off of him. Um, and he won't move. He'll be stationary for about 30 seconds. So that, that usually was enough to get me through any of his sequences. But like, I love that they, they, so, so one thing that like we're going to get into here, we, we kind of get a taste of it in that first episode that we had, but like real like nemesis chase sequences. Yeah. And like that, the one kind of coming into the sewer here. Um, but like, and we got to actually, we do have to talk about the sewer for just one moment, but I'll come back to it. Sure. Uh, but like when you're going through the the construction site and he's chasing you, like that shit was dope, man. Yeah, <laughs> like was that very, was so cool. Like uh, it was very that that's like the beginning of the boss fight, though, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was very um, linear and like just just direct down the path, but it was very but it, cool. But I, but I was living, sense. man. Like I felt the tension. I felt like there was no way back. Like I, I did feel like there were, I had to kind of go in this direction. Like it mm-hmm. made sense why I was being pushed forward. Like yeah. nemesis is such a like wall coming towards you. You know, you have to kind of move forward. Yeah. He's um, an immovable I, object. I, I love that. Like the, the fear and, but like the stress, not, not just fear, but stress on Jill and how she kind of expresses that her frustration, what she says, like her quips and stuff. It all really reflects that. I, I think they just, the, the dichotomy of this too is so great. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to talk about the sewers because, boy, howdy, giant frogs are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Those beta gammas or whatever they're called. Uh, uh, gammas. Gammas. Uh, I was sweating. My palms were sweating so yeah. much. So, to be honest with you, they weren't really scary to me 
But I mean, like when they kind of slide out of nowhere, yeah, that's kind of like, that's like the worst slither out of those pipes. Um, but like the sewer, the se- prospect of them being mulling, anywhere, just eating me yeah. alive, whole again, like, just this fe- like I do not like actually turning you into a jail sandwich. Yeah, like but legitimately, like, just like yeah, chomping on a chill sandwich, yeah. and a not very. Good. And again, deep phobia. We talked about this last episode. Deep seated phobia for some. I can tell you, Andrew. Do you want to know the moments? <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into this on this, but we got a lot to talk about. But if you want to know the moments in my life that I became afraid of being eaten whole alive, it was I was maybe five or six. I was watching the Sci-Fi Channel, and it, there was an old television series, like '90s television series, called "The Lost World." Are you familiar with this? Yes, series? yes. I've actually watched this. I actually used to watch the show. I, I think you not. I I watched the show. Yeah, and I I like this show. It's cool. You know, it's like different kind of like weird, yeah, almost like like fantasy or like jungly. It's, per, uh, Twilight it's production Zone value episodes. definitely showed. Let me just say yeah, that. Yeah, it's a sci-fi show, you know. But there's an episode. I don't know if you saw this episode. There's this an episode where they find this village of these people that are kind of like this kind of utopia village. And they find out that people are sacrificing themselves to this giant man-eating plant. Uh, it sounds showed, so familiar. And they showed... People are really getting deep into the Alex O'Neill lore here. Uh, <laughs> please remember this story and bring it up to me. <laughs> I would love you forever. Um, they showed these like kids like my age at the time, like these young kids, like five, six year old kids jumping into this giant manning plant and like gobbling them up. And it was the, I like, I don't know what it was with me as a kid watching that. I was like frozen with fear. Yeah. (laughs) Like I couldn't look away, but it was destroying my psyche. Yeah. Like I've so, had so many moments like that growing up with very specific things where I'm like, that's just yeah. a new fear. Everybody's that I got have. one. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was that for me, and it really, honest to god, like I remember it so vividly because it stuck with me. And it was the movie Signs also fucked me up because I have an asthma. I have very bad asthma. Yeah, one of the fucking things grabs a kid and he has an asthma attack and he's like almost dying, and I was like panicking, <laughs> panicking. I cannot watch this anymore. Yeah, and then and then he was outside the window. It was bad. I had bad time. I couldn't sleep with ah. him for a while. Movies, man. But uh, yeah, so the the toads just seeing their mouth and just knowing what it could do to me. I never died to them. I didn't see it. Thank yeah. God, because if I did, I would have quit the game. I probably would. I would actually text yeah. you, Andrew, and say the show's canceled. I'm sorry. The toad ate me, and I had to watch that, and I'm quitting. Yeah. So I I don't know what it looks like because it's Please. super over the top. But like, I bet it had they I, did they do the mouth thing at you though. They did. They opened the mouth, and as soon as I saw that, I tensed up, and it's awful. Yeah, I shot them so many times with a shotgun. So eventually, I just like I'm using all my flame rounds on these. I don't care. I just use all my flame rounds on them. That's what you're supposed to do because it's it's a one shot kill. Um, they give you the grenade launcher. Right in the mouth. At that point. Yeah. Um, reading the diaries about how the guy was like kind of obsessed with them (laughs) or horny horny for these babies you know he was like like, and he was like totally okay with them killing people too yeah yeah, it was really it really like triggered me man i was unhappy okay so he's weird um so there there was there was horror in this for me this was a really tense section for me honestly yeah even though i had plenty of ammo yeah it was it was very straightforward and you caught you kind of weren't down there very 
very long. I think like maybe 15, 30 minutes. And I was like 20, 20 minutes. Probably this is perfect. Cause like in the second game, it is like, it's completely own section and and like it takes a while and it's all looks the same and it's kind of confusing and it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, in this, it's very straightforward and it, there's nothing, I'd say there's nothing really special about this part of the game, but it's, it's, interesting to see what this virus will do to other things and kind of get that backstory about like things that they're testing it on and what they want to use it for. I mean, it's, it's a bioweapon. Like that's really what it is. And it's kind of fucked up how like the, they don't really care about like umbrella. It, they're all like, not all of them, obviously. Cause Carl Carlos doesn't even know that he's, basically working for the bad guys because he's just a meathead but it, it it's funny because it feels like most of umbrella are just like these evil like mustache twirling scientists who like don't really give a fuck for anyone else's life they want but, to make weapons because they like, think it's fun i yeah, guess yeah it's like this it's like super corny over the top like 90s and like you get all these diaries and these inquiries down in the sewers where it's like like we were talking about like the scientist who's basically creating these frog things and he's like oh yeah they've been killing people and like i'm totally okay with it and it's so beautiful and like they it's like ha- a perfect example of its power yeah and it's just like, like, like now i can show this to umbrella yeah and they'll, and they'll yeah and yeah there, there's definitely more of that in the game too like later on like with those entries where it's like a completely different section and it's it's basically it's not the same person talking like in the diaries, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna prove to Umbrella like this this particular weapon is is better than their other version of the weapon. Like it's it's fucked up. Like everyone there is just like fucked. And yeah. It's it's funny you, in its own way. You hear way. about like the the service worker that came down looking for his friend who disappeared two weeks ago. Like Yeah. It's super fucked. And like it, it kind of shows like how much of a hold that umbrella has on raccoon city. Cause like he was going to call the cops, but the cops didn't even bother like looking for him or something like that. And yep. I think, I think there was something that is might be later on in the game where chief Brian irons is mentioned, uh, where people are upset about it and they're trying to get him to like, kind of handle some of this like unknown chaos that's like been going on and he I have not seen that yet. So okay, yeah. so I think that might be in the hospital section, but it's just like Cool. Umbrella owns the city and Yeah, for sure. They, get those like the city is basically where they're testing everything. And at this point, it, like because everything is just a shit show and everyone's zombies, like they're just letting all this shit just run wild. So it, it's the Raccoon City in this video game is like New York City in the live action Ninja Turtles uh, movie, where if you like fall into the sewers in the wrong place, or if you like walk into the wrong warehouse or pull up in the wrong parking lot, like you could get attacked by ninjas. Yeah, like, <laughs> like in this case, you could get eaten be, by a monster frog. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, or like. <laughs> or like, giant turtle monsters. Like Sh- Shredder is just like fucking around with like the yeah. the the goo or whatever. The and, yeah, yeah, the, yeah like, the, or the goo or like there's God, a weird brain. In really his chest. gotta get out of this fucking city. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's Raccoon City. It's like if you take yeah. one wrong turn, you like go behind the curtain. It's like yeah. oh, there's some fucked up shit back here. I, <laughs> and then they kill you. Yeah, there was there's actually one thing I'd really I don't I might have missed some entries i'm sure i have because you get a trophy if you collect like all the little pieces of paper but 
I would really like to see the perspective of someone who knows kind of like that there's a lot of fucked up shit going on and that they're trying to like get out of the city. Not, not someone who's like working for the RPD, like obviously Jill, she wants to get away because she's trying to meet up with Chris to like put an end to umbrella. But like, like just a civilian, I want like some backstory on a civilian who is also kind of like caught wind of some of this stuff that's going on. And like their, their goal is to get out of the city too, before this all happens. Um, kind of like get some exposition from like a, a ground standpoint. Um, yeah, and there, like there might be some that. of that that I might have missed or just don't remember. But yeah, like the 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 reporter guy from Resident Evil Two, I feel like has a little bit of that flavor in it. Uh, yeah, the, the stories that you the DLC story, the free DLC stories you can do in Resident Evil Two. Yeah, I think try and go for that. I think maybe those are a little bit too specific. Yeah, but anyways, this section is pretty short and it's i i really liked it the, the thing is like we're saying all this i hate the toads they fucking scare the shit out of me but like we we, we talked about this you know the, these two notes that you find about this doctor we we built up this kind of character of this mustache twirling horrible doctor that created these toads and we see all these toads like this area has such a character around like this person that we never see right yeah. really cool i think it is just like a perfect example of a resident evil area all condensed into like 20 minutes it's like a mini resident evil area it's a little yeah um, snack it's great uh, I actually really loved it at the end of the day. And again, it was cool to sweep everything up, get the battery pack, open the doors, get all the stuff, find all the secrets, get on out of there. Yeah. Uh, then Nemesis grabs your head, throws you on yeah. onto the, onto the street. It, it's funny. Um, it's funny because like you're, you're coming out of the sewers. You finally kind of got out of the section and you remember seeing, like I remember seeing this from the trailer where like he just pulls you out of wherever you're coming out of yeah um just by the fucking head by the head the whole head i was worried he's gonna crush my skull it wasn't even like when this whole kind of section initiates and like it's the boss battle section um i just kind of completely forgot about that part from the ad and like it just totally took me by surprise where i was like oh shit he's right there and like he just pulls (laughs) you up throws you and you're like fuck so you then, just running, dude. yeah, and so at this part, you're at like some construction site that is like right underneath the sewers, and you pop out. He pulls you up, and then he's got a flamethrower, and there's zombies there who are kind and of. And he's like, loving that flamethrower. Yeah, dude. he loves he's it. Just he's like, stars! yeah, you can see it in his face, just pure joy. You get this. Um, I, I great chase sequence. We, we mentioned earlier going through the construction site, yeah. climbing up. He's jumping up. He's breaking yeah. through walls. He's lighting everything on fire. Yeah. Like what? Fire it, so great. you liked that? You really I liked that? It. I I thought this sequence was awesome. Okay. And was it just because it was so like fast paced and like over the top and like yeah. just kind of shows how resilient Jill is throughout this whole thing? Or yeah, I, I think Jill's awesome, right? Like it, it's I think it's a fun sequence because. One, he's chasing you, and it's like, I only have one way to go. It's forward, and that's tension, right? But yeah. also, the kind of in the background, if you're if you're aware, like, I'm getting higher and higher up. Like, there's another layer of tension that's building. Yeah. Uh, it, it As you realize, you're kind of running out of places to go, and, and like, you're getting higher and higher. Like, where is this going to top off here, and how is this going to end? Yeah. Like, that background thought hits you, and then when you hit the top, and, and it's like an all-out fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that like it like comes and goes you know like I, it doesn't overstay its welcome i think this whole sequence is like five to ten minutes like it's yeah. really tight and it, it feels f- like it, it it doesn't feel too cheap right like i think the tension is, is lasts just as long as it needs to and then you're on to the next thing you're into the fight yeah the fight's pretty quick i i you know it, it was a little tough he grabbed me twice with a flamethrower but i had enough healing items blew up the tank yeah. I, I think it's cool. Like, you know, he falls down, you jump off the fucking building. It was like, very Die Hard-esque. It was super Die Hard, and I love um, that because I just love how Jill looks like John McClane. I love how she's, like, running off of a rooftop. Kind of, a very, kind of a similar situation, you know. And, yeah, it's it's totally off, similar situation. Off-duty cop kind of thrown into a situation that's just shitty. And I love um, it because it, it, like, <laughs> set this fucking game at Christmas, man. Like, let's yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> that would have been funny. Like, I I really think like honestly just have Resident Evil Eight be Jill at Christmas doing this again. first person Jill at Christmas at whatever it is at Christmas fighting escaping a, a, a nemesis yeah um yeah I I really I thought it was cool man I I just yeah it, it yeah. built up Jill it, it kept everything moving like I felt like I was making ground I felt like Nemesis was pushing me forward but I felt like the game was pushed designed around it. again not like. Mr. X was pushing me away from the things I wanted, but this was pushing me toward my destination. Yeah. Um, and it sucked when I couldn't grab everything, right? But, like, at the end of the day, it was, like, some handgun ammo and an herb. So, like, yeah, that I, I probably missed because of this chase sequence. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about that the other day when I was kind of going through the game in my head. Um, I feel like I had gone through every single room that the game had offered, but I actually realized that there was one section that I had kind of missed because he was chasing me. And it was during that subway chase where like you're running away from, you're running away from the subway to kind of lure him. This is like right as you're getting into the subway or into the sewers. Uh, and there was a room that I actually missed and didn't like, cause I noticed that there was something in that room that I was supposed to grab or that you I could have grabbed. Dude. And uh, yeah, uh, like I'm very much a completionist. Like when it comes go to back. these games, uh, you can't go back to that part. No, uh, I'm saying you gotta go replay the game now. Yeah, I I probably will sometime decently. You should, you should soon. replay the game, refresh yeah. it for the the finale. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah, I might do a stream or something. You like can probably that, get but... a second playthrough. You get through in four hours, I'm sure. Oh, for sure, four or five hours. Like no no questions asked at all. But yeah, I uh, that 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 part where. Like you're fighting him. It, it's yeah. Not, did you it, like to fight? It's not a difficult boss battle. Um, no, it's pretty much just kind of ring around the rosy with him because there's yeah. like this thing. Ring of, around the steel beams. Yeah, there's like a thing of like steel beams and like wood beams that you can kind of like just that eventually catch on fire. And then I'm like, how is how is this metal on fire? Like, I, well, no, some of them are wood, so I, okay. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, sure. no, some of them are definitely steel. I'm like, that's not that's not how that works. Um, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like the fight itself was fine. I wasn't, it wasn't like very. I think I did die once at this fight, and I think it was because I, it was like the part after you have blown up the tank mostly, or like the flamethrower stops working. He starts like chasing you. Yep. Um, and I think I like got caught up on something, and he like tackled me and just like beat the ever everlading shit out of me. Thank um, God I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I dodged him. I, I got a couple of perfect dodges. Yeah. Yeah. Those feel clutch. good. Um, feel real good. But yeah. So the the boss battle is fine. I do 
uh, appreciate the the callback to like Die Hard at the very end where she's jumping off the roof just like John McClane. She's kind of rolling off of it just like John McClane. Um, and then she lands or she jumps onto like one of those like skyscraper things where they use to like wash windows or whatever. And that breaks and she lands on the ground. And it's just like, man, she's been through some shit. Like, yeah, it's like, g-dunk, g-dunk, this is probably like, like halfway through the game, but like, she's been through some shit already. And it's yeah, just, she, she's like clearly like, pissed she, about Nemesis. She should be dead. Like yeah, she should be dead. Like she's a super cop, but she's a super cop and it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, we, we are end up behind uh, RBD. Get a nice Which is very cool. Yeah, it's Super very cool. love this moment. It's a cool callback to RE2. Um, I was I was thinking like I wanted to tell you in this moment is like this is why I like this R I I like RE3. I like this. I like them having made these games together, right? And knowing that this, this game is coming out so soon, right? Because these moments are so cool and there's so few games that actually do it, right? Like yeah. think of games that actually do this. Yeah, like where you get to go to the same place that you went to, like in, a another, year ago, in another game, in another game, yeah. in a whole other video game, a whole yeah. other explore. Like I know some people think like the oh boo, it's reusing assets. Like no, like you know how much work that takes, like to yeah. recreate a whole thing. It's like in so spoilers in Dead Space Two. Uh, there's a moment where you go back to a certain location from Dead Space One. Oh, cool. and it's like a huge moment because it is like this eerily similar recreation right like it, it is perfect and it, it's unsettling and i think it's not unsettling here it, it is when we get get there with carlos but it's just really cool it's just cool to see that yeah like the the parking garage is there and you can go down there uh and everything's in the same spot it was for re2 which is really cool and like it's just a like a there's a lot of attention to detail here uh, and there's like a, a case down there. I can't remember what's in the case. Like right so, next to uh, shotgun ammo. Yeah. Um, Very nice. And I then, appreciated it. Yeah. And then there's some zombies in the back alley there too. And you can kill them or leave them alone or whatever. But then you go. And- I ran away from them. Then we, we meet up with Kendo, man. Kendo. You told me that they had a little bit of rapport here. And I liked it. Yeah. It was like, oh, because Kendo from RE2 was like, fuck you and get the hell out. Uh, and like definitely at his breaking point, obviously spoilers with his daughter being infected clear, like they never say it, but you just know it. Um, and like Jill's like, Oh, you know, Hey Kendo, like, you know, this is what's going on. I'm trying to get back to the subway, like come to the subway so that we can get out of here. Uh, and like Kendo is obviously uneasy because his daughter's infected and he doesn't want anyone knowing about it because they'd probably kill her. Um, but yeah, that, that relationship that you don't see between Jill and Kendo is kind of cool. Cause it's like, they have a friendship. They have um, a rapport. They know each other. Um, and yeah. So then Kendo's like, Hey, this, there's like this back alley, alley that you can take to get back to where you need to go. Uh, and there's like a, there's like some upgrades in his shop too. I think there's like it's a, a shotgun upgrade, the yeah. automatic upgrade. Yeah. Very um, handy. And then there's like ammo in there too. Yeah, there's um, a bunch of ammo. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I really love this man. I I thought this just so enriched, uh, the scene with Kendo and RE2. Yeah, uh, this was the moment I was like, man, I really want to go play RE2 right now. That, yeah, that was like, and I did not expect to feel that here. Yeah, uh, and I'm and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm enjoying this currently more than I enjoyed RE2. 
just for you know whatever reason. Maybe yeah. it's chill. Maybe it's. I think it's the pace, like, probably what's doing it for you. The pace, yeah, the pace keeps yeah. things interesting yeah, and it's like really well paced. Jill, Jill is like that kind of unstoppable like force for yeah, she, good. She, you just want to root. You just want to root. Yeah, her. you just want her to succeed. You know, and it's not like it's not like Claire and Leon didn't have that either. Um, no, but they felt younger. Jill feels more experienced. Yeah, it's the experience aspect of it with that character, which I think is really fascinating, and I like seeing that. So, and you feel it. You know, it is something that yeah. is tangible and that you feel. You yeah. know, like it, it does stand out. Yeah. Like I loved, like I, I said, like I loved Claire. That like her parts of I love Claire were my too, favorite yeah. parts, and, and she was a badass and she was really strong, and I, I really like that about her. And I, I feel like that's just like taken to another level with Jill, and also knowing the little bit of re one that I've played with Jill and stuff like that. So for sure. Um, yeah, I really love this. It, it was, it made me want to play re two. I'm just really enjoying this and that it's, I'm so happy. These like I said, exist as in terms of, I mean, it, it is like whatever your cup of tea is at this point, but like in my eyes, like re two as a whole, like is a better game. Um, just because I feel like there's more substance there. And like I said, this is for me, uh, but this game as a whole feels like a nice additional companion piece to that game, like completely different, like paced differently, different care, different characters, uh, some similar locations, but also like new places to like see. And you're just getting like the you're just getting the whole experience of what this is like. Everything is being affected here in the city and like shit's going down like that that day one yeah like it's very like that's why i appreciate this game so much is because it's just it it is good in its own right it's not amazing but it is good in its own right and there's a lot of great moments that are for the fans and like i i can understand where some of the 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 things that were cut out from the original can like upset people like remakes are remakes. And like, that's, that's, you know, like same thing happening with like final fantasy seven right now. Like it's not a, it's not a, it is a full game, but it's not like, it's not one the, one. yeah, it's not the one-to-one from, from the original. So like everyone, you know, there's going to be people who are upset about it and that's fine. But I just am glad that I'm able to appreciate that. This is just a nice companion piece to my favorite game of 2019. Um, yeah. So yeah, totally. but at this point, what what's going on? So so we we were yes. we're, we meet with Kendo. We go down the alley. It's chill. We we're chill for a moment. Oh no, Nemesis is here again. Oh he no, he's up. got a rocket launcher with a fucking laser sight, and, and he is here. It's to fuck. so over the top too. It's incredible. Um, so I like, love the sequence. He drops like this huge canister on the ground and yeah, he's like look at this shit and then the thing like unseals itself like in yeah, the most like drastic out. way where it's like shooting out air like on the sides like and i'm like oh my god okay all right you're like this, all right this, dude nemesis this, this fucking your dick out. <laughs> and and it's clear like he's got it on his back throws it down he's like check this shit out and it just opens itself up yeah. and it, it pops out he goes out and pulls up the missile launcher he's like Oh, yeah and <laughs> i i you know what would have been a great so little nod to this piece because of it's it's so over top already is if jill had looked at her gun and like shrugged or something like that and then started <laughs> running you know what i mean like like what are you supposed to do against a rocket launcher like i would i maybe maybe she does something like I th- that <laughs> i think she says like are you fucking serious yeah, or something, or- something along those lines <laughs> 
we I, she had a very good response i remember it and i i remember laughing yeah um but then it's just full sprint i just the dodges using the dodge to dodge the rockets as yeah. they come super good i just thought like this was cool it was a lot it was intense it's definitely it, a set piece he, um, you know he's not he's not grabbing you as much in the sequence so it's more of like a just kind of bob and weave throughout it um yeah. so it was a little less stressful like i didn't have to worry about getting tossed around which was always the thing that freaked me out the most yeah um but he is on uh, you though he he's on you. you and then the worst sequence in the game happens andrew uh <laughs> you find a, a little storage room you read a, a note about a safety hazard with the, the down in the promenade with this big toy head yeah and this is the, the section tour. the original section at the beginning of the game yeah we're going, going back, back we're going right back through those early areas get back to the promenade nemesis shows up he's like i got a rocket launcher i'm gonna shoot this giant toy head that's <laughs> apparently a safety hazard toy head comes falling down the promenade down it's so middle. over the top it's huge <laughs> it is the hugest thing i've ever seen and it's apparently heavy enough to kill jill because yeah. if you get hit by it she like it like like falls down and then she's off it just screen. cuts to black too she she like falls out of frame and yeah. then it, it rolls into black yeah <laughs> like it rolls toward the camera into black <laughs> and it's i saw that five t- four times not five four times uh because i kept fucking up the sequence and one time i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna use the quick turn goes up happens i use the quick turn i accidentally use the quick turn again and then oh, i'm looking no. at it again and then i'm like and then yeah. it's too late and then ah, yeah yeah that, i was gonna say that yeah don't forget about the quick turn like that's like an re staple i got that when um, i the next the fourth the fifth time after the four deaths i used the quick turn yeah and i sprinted and nailed and it I dude. went up the little thing and i got it i was crying <laughs> i was so proud that's so funny <laughs> No, yeah, I, I got really stuck there. And then, you know, he's you go behind the the head, and then he fucking jumps down and starts shooting fucking yeah. rockets at you. But then you're uh, running back to the subway. Yeah, and Carlos meets up with you. He's, up, he's yeah. got a plan. He says he does. Yeah. Turns out his plan is I'm going to shoot this truck full of gasoline and blow it up. Well, he puts the Claymore there. Or is that the he does, other He fight? does put the Claymore. He, you're right. There is a yeah. Claymore moment. He puts the Claymore there. Which is a good moment. When Nemesis gets hit by it, he's like, oh, shit. That's yeah. like the face he, he makes. Like, like shit. He like He eats shit right there. Like He gets thrown into like, a garbage dumpster and like be- and beats the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. It's actually pretty it great. A, it is really good. It's a good um, moment. Because Car- it's just a little win for Carlos. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, Carlos leads you back to the subway. But mm-hmm. homeboy's still on you with the rocket. Well, yeah, Car- he, ta- he takes a knee because of the claymore. Yep. You guys get back to the subway. Carlos um, putting down the gate. Yep. Um, yep. He he peeks out. Nemesis is fucking. Now he's back. He's full sprint. Yep. Carlos shoots not Nemesis, but the truck full of gasoline behind him. Yeah. And he, Nemesis also next to a gas station. So that yeah. that blows up, then Nemesis blows from that and then into the gas station Nemesis blows it. I love you see his body like flip flop around. Yeah. And then the the, <laughs> the gate comes down and then like a big air bubble pops in the gate. Yeah. Uh and then uh you're like, all right, well fuck that. We're we're leaving now. <laughs> yeah. We're getting uh, back to the subway. Onto the subway um, train. And then yeah. uh, there's a cute there's a cute little dialogue here where um Jill's like Carlos, I think we got off to a bad start, but uh, maybe you're not half bad or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and he says something very complimentary to you. Is it more sexist 
stuff that like no he's starting to get away from that at this point okay uh, which is good because he realizes that he is a meathead <laughs> yeah he's, like, he's he's starting to be like he's like because he, he says like i don't necessarily know what's going on here so i'm gonna just trust you because you seem to be way smarter than me like yeah. he's starting to be like you are clearly very much better than i am yeah um you know like that kind of thing where it, it's cool it, it's building a better it's rapport. more like showing it than saying it yeah, he's trying yeah. to be nicer, um, yeah. and they're they're on friendlier terms. You, you start; to, it's it's a, cool to see that that butt up. And he also probably has that kind of humor because he's trying he's to he's all the time. trying to defuse the situation as well. Yeah, he he's also trying to calm everybody. Yeah, like he knows it's a fucked up situation, but like probably the douchiest thing to say is not the right thing to say at the moment. So yeah, probably. I'm glad that his character eventually gets away from that. Yeah, um, it's cool to see him develop in a short amount of time. Too. Yeah. And then, yeah, so... We get this train sequence, man. Yeah, well, Mikhail tells Carlos and Tyrell, hey, you guys are staying behind because you need to complete your mission, which is get to this one doctor who's, like, holed up in the hospital. Um, And so then you get on the train, Jill gets on the train, and... uh, Either Dr. Bird or Dr. Bride or something. Yeah, it was like a B something. I'm not 100% sure. Dr. B... But then you get on the train and there's like kind of an interaction with Nikolai there who's established is already just does not give a fuck about anyone else but himself because uh, he killed that one guy in the garage before. And he's like, we don't need a bleeding heart around here like yours. Or yeah, whatever. we don't need a bleeding heart around here. Yeah, just a very, <laughs> very Russian. Like, why is everyone Russian in this game? He's um, such a dick. So yeah. I, I, the train takes off. Jill's, you know, she's a civilian technically. She's skeptical. Nikolai, uh, Mikhail is injured. I don't know why Nikolai's leaving on the train. Yeah. Uh, and then they got civilians on the, the tail end of the train. They're out. And Carlos yeah. is like, bye. Uh, then fucking dude Nemesis shows up. Yeah. And he shows up, and literally the first thing he does is kill all the innocent Everyone civilians. He kills train. all of like the yeah. totally... You, like you look back at the civilian train that you saw, like normal people, kind of like, "Oh, are we gonna make it out of here?" Like huddling up, and then you look back, and like half of them are like chopped in half. Like one of them, but like, on why fire. is everyone in one car? Like, <laughs> I don't know. They were in the, the back car too. The Put train, them up front. yeah. Put them where it's safe. Like, I don't think anything's gonna come from. And he's like, he shows up. He's on fire also, and he's just like star. He yeah. just murdered a bunch of people. Like, gar- like his garbage bags are on fire. It's hilarious. Um, um, but yeah, did you actually notice he threw someone off? Yeah, I, he, like, he's got something that throws him off. Yeah. Terrifying. I, but again, like this dude doesn't give a fuck, and I, I appreciate that they drive home that Nemesis will kill anyone, literally between him and yeah. her. Yeah, um, it does not matter uh, if yeah. they're in the way; they're going to die. <laughs> he's yeah. decided Th- that happens. Nick, uh, not uh, Nemesis shows up, but then Nikolai kind of falls into the background of the whole situation, and he closes out, closes the door on Jill, and she's like, "What the fuck? Like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "He's not after me. He's after you." And then he locks the door and cuts the the train car or whatever, and it turns out that the back train cars are like rigged to blow or something like that yeah, there's a bomb sitting on one of the seats yeah it's like jesus and, christ like, yeah nikolai were you gonna kill everyone in the ahead. first place like and and also is fucking crazy but uh mikhail hero saves the day grabs yeah. the bomb yeah 
gets harpooned by Nemesis Tentacle. Yeah. Uh, gets pulled in. It's crazy. Yeah, he fucking, he's got some badass, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, I'm going to blow myself up. Yeah, he's badass like, badass final yeah, words Yeah, just, you know, the whole I'm taking you with me sort of thing. Um, I, which is cool. You are the monster, but I will be the killer. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah just like very over the top. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, he's dead. I have lived long enough to see you die. And yeah. then it blows up. Yeah. I can say anything in Russian accent. You'd be like, yeah, that was it. Pretty much. Like, that's pretty much. And then Jill, Jill's like, fuck. And then the train gets derailed. Yeah. But it kind of just, it just cuts to black, too. Yeah. You see her like bounce around a little bit and then cuts to black. It's terrifying. Yeah. And then we're Carlos, is- man. Then you're back. Then you take control of Carlos for the first time. Yeah. And this is kind of the lead up to this is the lead up to going back to the Raccoon City Police Department. Um, yeah. So you we're show up the there RPD. with Tyrell. Well, we're in the RPD for the first time chronologically. Technically, yes. Uh, you show up to the RPD with Tyrell. Guys are about to go underneath where kind of like that alley is that's like underneath like the main entrance of the RPD, and then you see someone shooting at uh, at a zombie, and it turns out to be Marvin Brana, Brana, like the the, the cop, the cop from the cop RE2. from RE two, your buddy, your yeah. cop buddy Marvin pre pre bite pre pre bite, uh, and shooting lo, Brad Vickers. Lo, lo and behold, dude. he's shooting Brad Vickers. My boy Brad back from uh, the dead. Oh no, yeah. he's dead. He's yeah. very well. Dead. He's like oh. sorry or something like that. Sorry. And yeah. then Marvin freaks out because I would have freaked out if a zombie said a word to me. Yeah. I would have unloaded more if a zombie had said a word to me. I would have run away. But Marvin did not run away fast enough, and so Brad gets to chomp chomp on his belly belly. Yeah. So then that's <laughs> no, no, that, no, no, which no. is cool. So you find out that Brad is the reason that Marvin is infected. Weird that it and had then, to be Brad, but I guess, you know. Yeah. And then Tyrell runs up to the door. And why and his then, belly, dude? Like, he chomped on his belly. It's weird. Yeah. What does Carlos say? Carlos is like, I'll deal with this fucker. And then <laughs> yeah. he just, you just light up Brad. Like, Brad <laughs> well, is you just. you can. I was very careful with my I, <laughs> I lit him up. You're like, like, oh, I have an assault rifle now? Fucked yeah, up, Brad. You, you ditched us in RE1 to save your own ass. Like, I'm going to fucking dude, make Brad you pay for it. Brad came back with a helicopter, He did. Man. He did, but still. Fucking Brad Vickers is. Like, underappreciated so what was cool was i i shot him down went in yeah and then i was like exploring around i went back outside and then i saw you could pick up his id yeah and i was like whoa yeah. this is cool i'm glad i came back out here walked around look around saw some cool stuff um i yeah i just thought this whole section was cool i appreciated yeah. how they remixed it and then like you know uh before we were recording i think we talked about like the moment where like the liquor shows up and like, yeah. it kind of sets up those two corpses that you see later on. At the very beginning with Leon and RE2. Yeah, with so the, when with Leon, really messed up jaw. Yeah, when Leon lifts that guy's head up and, like, half of his face is fucking just ripped yeah. in half, that's what... Ha- you literally see that happen. And then the one guy who's, like, hanging there by his mouth, like a fucking tube up his yeah. mouth... And you see, you see the liquor like harpoon him and then pull him back, and then he gets hit in the head and harpoon. It's like, man, that's yeah. cool. It's pretty um, fucked up. But yeah, this, so the, what this did whole you? Section's fucked up. Yeah, what did you think of uh, RPD? But like mini, like it was very, it's very small. It's you're only, you're kind of only on the west side of the RPD, like the yeah. whole time, which was my favorite part of the RPD too. So yeah. Like, 
Um, I, I like some of the other other side, yeah. but this was and definitely like <laughs> when you walk up to one of the, like the locked doors with like the keys that you obviously have to get. Like, so this is a weird door. Yeah, Carlos <laughs> is like, this is a really weird fucking door, and it's just like so <laughs> over the top, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, Tyrell's like, oh, I don't fucking care, dude. It's this like, is like some fourth dimension like wall breaking or something like that. Yeah, where yeah. We we know it's dumb that there's specific keys for these there's like a spade fucking door. Yeah, like we know it's dumb, Carlos. And or they, he, like when we're in the West Office, it's dumb that we can't just go through that one door out to the lobby. Like, why can't this? Just yeah, now? yeah, that was funny. But yeah, no, I so I liked it. it. And it's in the similar way to the the sewer, right? Like where it had like this lore and like these creatures, and then this character. Like I, I feel like this part, this the way they did the RPD in three had that all those same aspects that kept it tight. Kept it interesting, introduced new things to this game, right? Obviously, we'd known them from two, but they're new to this game. Um, and, like, again, I think I mentioned it before we started recording. I don't know if it was after, but, like, getting the RPDC Marvin attack, I was like, eh, God damn it. But, like, walking down, I was like, man, how, like, really, how did a, a building full of cops, like, get overrun by just zombies? Like, wouldn't they have thought ahead? And then you go into the hallway and fucking liquor starts working. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no shit. Like, if those things showed up, all bets are off, man. Yeah. Like, and and you, you see the way it kills those two cops right in front of you, like, mm-hmm. how quickly they devolve this into chaos, right? Like, like it's yeah. just a different ball game now. And even when I was, like, this, fighting them here as Carlos, like, not having any, like, power weapon at all, like, nothing that will stun them, like a shotgun or a grenade launch or anything, Having none of that, like, it was really tough for me fighting. I died quite a few times fighting the Lickers when they showed up. Yeah. Or I'd never died to them before. But they, they, they do what the, they do what RE2 did, and they introduce flash grenades. Yeah, the flash grenades are good. I should have used them more. Yeah. Um, I was holding on to them for whatever reason, but uh, maybe they'll help me in the, the hospital when I'm in control of Carlos again. But yeah. I appreciated that they let you have an item box with Carlos. They let you have save points with Carlos. They kind of commit to this being more of a... You spend more uh, time with this character. character, yeah. Um, versus like any of the Ada sections before. Yeah, that was just those very, were just very brief. yeah, so brief with her in that game, but also there, yeah, the the commitment to trying to make it its own thing or make Carlos like be its uh, his own character is way more prominent here than it ever was with Ada and Re two. It's cool, like it. There's cool stuff, like you said, blowing up the the hole in the. Uh, in the locker the, room. Yeah. The locker room is And cool. there's like six fucking zombies behind this goddamn... I'm like, why are you all like just but huddled they been drawn to the, Drawn to the explosion, you know? Like, yeah. I threw a grenade roll- in there and it just fucked everyone up. See, I'm like, See, I should have done that because I was shooting in there and I was getting destroyed. Yeah. And then I ran out. I was running away from them because I didn't want to use any of my grenades in case I ran into a liquor. Run in the hallway. Liquor's in the hallway. Sneaks up, attacks me, scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm shooting that. Shooting zombies, throw the grenade, doesn't kill the liquor. I'm freaking out. I run into the star's office before yeah. I can search the area or do any of that. And then it goes to cutscene and kind of through the end of it. And I think, I th- well, okay, so. So so it was cool just like to have a genuine like panic moment in Resident yeah. Evil. Because like in RE2, like really throughout, save for some Mr. X tension. And then this as well, like I've been playing ahead very well. But it's cool to have a moment where I'm like, ah, like genuinely the fear gets to me. <laughs> and you have like yeah. that horror game moment where I'm like, I'm just going to fucking run for it and well, hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, like what they did with this section in this game is is definitely different from the se- from the second game because like 
when you run up to one of the windows, like a liquor runs by way faster than it ever showed up in RE2. And it's scary. Um, it just like runs across the window the same way as RE2, but like just it's just way more sudden to me. And I was moving way faster, just not expecting it because in RE2, the liquor runs across the window, but you're on the, like the second or third floor. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, okay, I'm not here. Really it's, it's, it's way more real. It's like the first floor and it just runs by the window and you're like, fuck. And uh, it's so great in that, here. <laughs> that first ha- hallway where you see it run across the window and then later on you hear something knocking on the window and break through and it's just a zombie and they play yeah. with your, your expectation there. It's cool. Yeah. But but yeah, so you So what's can you explain before we move out of the RPD like Sure. Uh how how does Carlos's dodge move work? Because I, I, I didn't understand it. So his dodge move is more of like a counter. Okay. Um so if you do the dodge if you time it right where the zombie is like lunging for you and if you time it right, you literally just like fucking just powerhouse punch, punch him right? right in the fucking chest. Yeah, and you can take out you can yeah you can take out like if you're if there's like a group running at you like it'll throw that one zombie and make everyone else fall over uh so Mm. it's if you can time it right you're getting some good separation between other enemies see i wanted i wanted to know that before going to this next carlos section because i I didn't understand it i did not see a tutorial for it so yeah it was it's just very much like oh I, I I bet you players were probably just assuming that he had something similar to what Jill had. I, yeah, I tried it a couple of times, and I'm like, what is, what's this yeah. like, maneuver he's doing? And then sometimes it flashes white like I did it right, and I'm like, yeah. what did I do? Did I do it timing-wise? But it's very, yeah, you're very much, like, just fucking just slamming. I've seen, yeah, I saw the punch a couple of times, and I was like, that was cool. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> how do I do that every time? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought this session was cool, man. It was cool yeah. to come back here just for a little bit, um, but like it was like thirty minutes to an hour, maybe. Like I, yeah. I took my time through it. Yeah, um, and you know, seeing the stuff set up for Leon already—that was cool. All the code combinations are the same from RE2, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so the the continuity there is done really well um, in that specific section, and I appreciated it because it's like. You understand that these games were developed at the same time, but you also need to realize that these games were developed by different teams. But there's still like that attention to detail from that second team that's working on RE3 where they're respecting and making sure that the experience is seamless with the game that came out before, which is RE2. Uh, And I really appreciate that. And I thought it was really, I thought it was done really well. Yeah, I thought Um, there was a lot of love here. Yeah. To like so, what, what would this place look like two days before this, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look very much different at all. But but, but there are little differences, like when you're There's going through the lobby. things and, that are moved, yeah. And, and things are brought up in a way that makes sense for, like, where things are at there. Like, the great being closed, saying, like, please don't open. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I Like, like the, it, it shifts around subtly enough that makes sense like they didn't they locked you out of it was smart to lock you out of the doors with the special keys because it made sense not to go into those rooms right like yeah because it would let, be too open at that point it would yeah be, they they led you on the a path that avoided all those rooms so they could still be there and still have their significance but you could get to your yeah, goal um, for sure it was cool yeah um, i enjoyed that part me too uh so carlos uh gets the call from jill and then something happens and he runs out the room and uh, we cut yeah. back to Jill a little bit before this. Yeah. 
So she wakes up from the, the train crash. Well, actually, before we do, so yeah, so Carlos gets the call from Jill. They talk to uh, the and doctor. He's, like, he's in the hospital. Yeah, he's like, you need to get me the fuck out of here. And so Tyrell stays behind at the RPD, and he's trying he to He thinks get he has it. a cure for the virus. Yeah, and he's trying to get a lock on where this guy's at. So uh, Carlos takes off, tries to go help Jill. So then you're back with Jill after the crash, and she... Little did Tyrell know there was a liquor right outside that door, right? Fucking yeah. Just by the way, like, I left four zombies and a liquor out there, Tyrell. You better fucking hoof it. Yeah. <laughs> You better like show your work. You better, you better, yeah. You better show your work on that fucking tracking device, man. Yeah, you better be fucking worth it. But then, yeah, you wake up, you're back with with Jill in the subway, and then just kind of dazed and confused, come out of the subway, uh, and you're like in a completely different section of Racking City. Yeah, um, all the, that we haven't seen before, like we didn't see um, in RE2 at all. Um, and it's like this. There's like a bridge. There's like a couple bridges there like a walkway bridge and then like a bridge for vehicles. And then there's a clock tower, like in the distance. Yeah. Uh, you, and like you a, make a square, a town square almost yeah. with a river next to it. So yeah, we, we jump back as in Jill, a little bit of combat in this, in like this underground. I, I feel like there, there's like a weapon upgrade or something in here, but I don't know. Yeah. There's something. Cause the next thing that oh, we get the is, mine, we get the mine grenades for the yeah, grenade launcher. I didn't like those at all. I really um, liked them actually. But, I'm going to tell, tell you my strat in a little bit, so, so okay. you're, you're going to be, like, fucking blown away by this. So then you make your way over to the walkway bridge, Hell and yeah. lo and behold, you hear Nemesis, like, yelling, and he's on fire, kind of flailing around, and he's, like, kind of, like, struggling, coming walking, the, the, coming out the of the subway. underground subway that you just come out of, but and you're, you're a little bit ahead of him on a bridge looking at him. He just... Eats shit over the side of the eats shit over the side of the railing, and Jill goes. Jill goes. Bitch can't even swim. And like straight up, that's a direct quote. Like literally, can't even swim. Bitch can't even swim. And And she's so vindictive with it. Great, and I loved every second of it. And it's just, but like, it is corny. It's a corny hero line, sure. But I love like this. It works, I think, so well because it is like this moment where like. Jill fucking hates this thing, right? Like, oh yeah, it is this. Well, mo- she's like, I've I've been through this already once. Like, <laughs> it's like just- watching like the bully across the street eat shit when he slips yeah. on a skateboard, dude. It is just like a uniquely satisfying. <laughs> like, it's actually a great way of putting like, it. Like, fuck this dude, eat shit, you piece of shit. Like, yeah, and, and it just like reveling that moment. Bitch can't even swim, just and, and just swim. walking and then calling Carlos, be like, yeah, hey, like that problem seems to be taken care of because that's a little bitch over there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I love it. Yeah, but then obviously he ain't dead, and he no, dude, it's worse, man. It's worse than he ain't dead. <laughs> it, it's it's worse. He's now he's on all fours, and there's spikes coming out of places that shouldn't be coming out of, and dog he's assist. Like, he looks like he looks like a xenomorph from like Alien, kind of. Yeah, he, beastomorph. Like he, yeah. he's he's on all fours in like beast mode. He's got like a jaw, flapping jaws now. Yeah, spikes coming and just his. like he mutated huge, really fucking fast. Huge blade claws, and he did this underwater. We don't really know why this happened. Yeah, there's no explanation to it, but it's very similar to to G from R. Yeah, it's very similar to. It must be like I think the idea is similar of like. If the G virus is in this, just like they put the G virus in the tyrants, like and it exploded out of them, yeah. maybe this is just the corruption of that. Like he got hurt so much that it pushed him to this limit. Yeah. Um, so then yeah, you're in like, the town square. 
So I'll let you kind of so yeah, walk this, us through that. This was a, this was a tough fight. This is the second boss fight. This is going to be the last thing we talk about today. Um, you you told me that you literally used every single thing that you had. I had saved up everything and um, hadn't used any grenades or any. Uh, I I had been using the explosive and the flame rounds because you have to fight like the gammas and the sewer and just like all of that. But I pretty much reserved using any using the the grenade launcher for anything that was like small. Like why would I why would I shoot a grenade launcher at a zombie unless I was just frustrated and just wanted to get him out of the way? Yeah. So yeah, I had saved everything for this fight. And 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 I see why. I get it. Um, so yeah. I brought, I did not bring the shotgun into this fight the first time I played it. Oh god! Because uh, I did not know it was coming. Uh, <laughs> I w- yeah. like you know you you get the safe room and then you kind of go through that the that underground area with the zombies where it was kind of like a couple normal encounters. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were going to go into a little bit more of that before I maybe fought Nemesis again. Or because I it had been a little bit, I just played as Carlos for a while. I thought I'd be playing as Jill for, for quite a little while. When really you're just kind of playing as her for thirty minutes or so. Yeah. So I did not bring the shotgun. I had the grenade launcher and the pistol. I used every grenade launcher shell, yeah. every pistol shell, and I picked up everything in the environment, and okay. I used all of it, and I didn't beat him. So I'm oh. just sitting there, and I didn't have my knife on me, so it's not like I could switch. I pretty much got rid of the knife throughout the whole game. Yeah, I, I didn't carry the knife a lot. I wanted that. Like, there's no reason. Usually. There's no reason for the knife, pretty much in this game at all. Yeah, I, we got too much ammo to spare. So, um, yeah. so I had to. Re- I reloaded the save there. I could have like died, but that I didn't. If then it would reload me the checkpoint, and I wanted to get the shotgun. So I went back to the save, reloaded, and it, so first time in the fight, you know, it, it's an intense fight. He's running around. He attacks you, swiping It's a you. lot. There's a it's lot a going lot. on. It's a lot going on. I thought it was actually kind of fun. Like, I, It's weird coming off of not liking a lot of the G fights from RE2. Um, I think that the, maybe... Uh, I didn't like it the first time, but me figuring out this strat the second time helped me like it. So the strat that I figured out is like at certain points, he will start running across yeah. in a circle around... Like this uh, town square across the walls of the buildings. It's awful. They'll jump on yeah. onto different buildings. It's horrifying, but it's super cool. Um, jumping across trucks and stuff. He'll cl- climb up the clock tower at the very end. What you do <laughs> is you take the mine grenades and you shoot it on the wall, and then he'll run across it and it'll bl- it'll immediately blow him off, and he'll fall and his weak spot will open up, and then oh. every t- every single time perfectly then you come up unload eight shotgun shells into that bitch like do that, any like you're putting the mines like on the cars on and the stuff? wall just along the path because he does about two loops before he jumps up to where he's going to jump off so you can just throw it right in the middle of the path at some point and he'll okay. hit it and uh so it took me three mines and then i threw grenades at him when his weak spot opened up if you're just attacking the weak spot I barely used any ammo. What's his fight. weak spot? So when he gets blown off the wall, if you do enough damage to him when he's on the wall, he'll fall and his chest cavity will open up and like this little brain looking like it looks like a little it looks like a like a you know the the thing in your mouth, your uvula. It looks like that, yeah. but out of his chest. <laughs> so that's honestly probably why I took forever to beat this yes. guy. Because I was just hitting him normal the first time and it was not doing yeah. a lot. And I saw his weak spot a couple of times in that time in that fight. But I just didn't have the shotgun. It was not helping. Huh. Okay. Uh, 
Um, but have it, if you just shoot the mine, <laughs> if you mine him, if you lay mines on the path and blow him off the wall, mm-hmm. his weak spot will always show up and he will sink through that fight. So the second time around, knowing that, so just kind of dodging his attacks, waiting for him to jump up, not really wasting ammo while he's just attacking you, just kind of mm-hmm. keeping a distance. And then he jumps up eventually. He always does it. Um, and then bombing him and, and doing some damage. That he, was it's like a wrestler like, move too. Like he gets, he's about yeah, to he like, does, he does fucking like a pile drive you. Super yeah. terrifying. Like, bro. Uh, so, so, and like it always lands right next to you. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's you have terrifying. to be, it, it, there are times when he's on the clock tower, you can be on the opposite side and it won't, he won't have enough range to hit you, but it takes a lot to run that fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you use that strat, I think it's a lot easier. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind for the second time I play and, and the it, game. Figure it was cool to figure out that. Like I had, I enjoyed that fight because I got to figure out that strategy, and like I, I, I enjoyed doing that and trying different things. And it was, it was yeah. a thing where I had at that point you got the grenade launcher, the pistol, the shotgun. You have all these tools. It was cool to be able to apply them and, and try and figure something out cool with them. So, and I think at this point, do they give you another pistol? Uh, I don't have one. Okay, because whatever i mean you get the mag pistol because they kind of tell you that about mag ammo yeah i mean i, uh, I know about mag ammo for sure so like that that pistol comes back towards the end of the game but then there's <laughs> another pistol that's like a burst pistol and oh. it's okay um but i actually did swap it out for my main pistol for a while there but i i can't remember when you get that it might be the hospital must be because i haven't gotten it yet so yeah it's, but that's it's okay. um yeah. it's a there's a terrifying moment where Jill finally beats Nemesis. It seems like he's actually maybe really fucking really dead. Yeah. Um, and then she closes a gate on him, but then he grows an arm and Yeah. He shoots, shoots like shoots, this little shoots thing. a little fucking gross needle into her and it's like, Where did you get this power, Nemesis? This is fucking yeah. terrifying. And then she gurgles up bubbles and falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we'll stop. And that's where we'll stop. So Man, Overall, I was not expecting that also. Like that was like <gasps> and I'm like dying yeah. to know what happens next, to be honest. So this is this is one of the sections of the game where some of the OG RE3 fans are kind of a little bummed about because the clock tower itself is its main it's its own thing in RE3, like okay. original. Okay. And so it, you can act, you were actually like inside of it, like in the original game. Yeah, I mean like what did you what did you think about overall of what you played? Like, were, I re- was it was it too much? Was it too little? Like, I, I really liked it because it, it, it brings, like, more of an action movie tension versus a horror movie tension, which is more my speed, obviously. But the but the tension is still there. Like, that But the tension is still styles. there. Yeah. And it's still fun, man. It, it's a thrilling tension. It is terrifying. It, like, I am scared a lot during this game. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it definitely is giving me horror game vibes. It's just, like, I... A lot of horror games kind of tend to veer more in the action-y direction uh, or, or like the kind of uneasy psychological like jump scary direction, and I don't yeah. like the jump scares, um, but I feel like the, the the moments where Nemesis shows up are, are kind of like uh, like where where it's kind of like Jaws coming in, like it's not like a moment where it's like boom and and you're supposed to jump and, and be afraid. It's kind of a lean in and be afraid, uh, so it's not like make your heart fucking stop, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um. So that 
just having that that normal tension, that fear of what's coming, that that knowing that that Nemesis can't be stopped and and fighting him, and like this this whole fight, it being terrifying, him just being a terrifying monster. Yeah, fucking the gammas, the uh, the gamma section, like because of the tension that it created, is like this whole little alien section in this this whole game. Like, I, yeah. I thought it was really cool. So yeah. Like the game itself is like it's not a long game, but there's a lot that's happening it's and dense, a lot that's going on. But it's just moving at like this pace where it's just very much an action movie, and I'm okay with it. Like I'm fine with it, um, and I I'm enjoying it for like what it is. It's a dense experience. Like we, I, I say, like you know, we're breaking up to hour. Like my game time says I've been playing for like three hours and fifty minutes or something, which it, I. I've definitely died, so I've been playing for longer than that, certainly. Yeah. Um, I died fucking four times in that goddamn head. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it a lot happens. Like I, I played the two-hour chunk that we're going to talk about, and I, I feel like I need to take a break because I feel like it's a lot to take in, and I'll yeah. sit talking for an hour. There's a lot to talk about, you know? Yeah, and it's just, the more I think about it, it is kind of crazy that I played the game for 10 hours in one day. And, Hell yeah! Like I beat the game in one day, and like I I could have consumed it slowly, like what you're doing, but I I was just really excited for it. Um, and a part of me kind of wishes I had maybe slowed down a little bit, maybe split it up in like two sittings, uh, because I there's definitely some things where I'm like, did, what what happened first, and where did this happen, and like, but like I remember all of it. I it's just more of like the placement of when it happens, which is. A, a little bit blurry for me just because I played it literally the day it came out and I haven't played it since. So it's already I, uh, been like a week, over a week. Um, I promise you, me playing Persona 5 Royal for 14 days straight in 10-hour sessions every day is way more gross than you. <laughs> just yeah. playing Resident Evil Yeah, that, that's pretty rough. I mean, like, that that's, <laughs> like, like, that's... I don't. I don't normally do it, so that's pretty much what I'm. Saying. I don't I like, normally do that either. I, yeah, like my mul- my, my multiplayer games, like I'll play like two to three hours a day. Um, so like it doesn't yeah, I'm feel talking, like I'm a, putting in 10, 10 to sixteen, my it, guy. Like, I'm, like it I'm doesn't a, it doesn't feel like a lot. But then when you're playing like a single player game like this, and you're playing like two or three hours, four hours, like a four hour session, it's yeah, it feels just like, like a lot. Oh my god! Like I should get up and do something. But whenever I'm playing <laughs> with like friends, I'm like. Oh, fuck let's go for another like three hours shit but, dude fuck yeah but yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed what you played um it sounds like you're enjoying it more than me too um and that's okay like that's totally fine and i'm, I'm glad yeah, that I it's clicking with you yeah i haven't hit like a, a sewers portion of this game yet yeah that, that might happen for you that might be the hospital uh, well <laughs> um, i mean yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's some frustrating aspects of the hospital. At least there was for me. It might be completely different for you. Uh, and it, it wasn't like I was trying to rush through that portion at all whatsoever because I was like, oh, this is a new area. Like, I want to explore. I want to, like, kind of read stuff and get some background of, like, what happened here. And it's just, like, the hospital itself is, like, such a shit show where it's just, like, there was just a lot that happened there and like you're kind of there after the aftermath of what happened there. Um, so it's kind of a lot to take in. So it might be a completely different experience for you where you're like, Oh, this is really cool. And this doesn't exude RE2 sewers at all because you know, it's, it's, 
it's it's tighter than the sewers, but it, yeah, it, you'll you'll see. So you'll have to get through it and let let us know what you think last next uh, episode. So cool. I'm mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I um, think you'll enjoy it. So uh, let's uh, let's wrap up here uh, yeah. before we. Uh, we get out of here. We had a, a question uh, that we got last episode. Yes. Did not get to, so we're going to answer it this episode. From Luke Lewis, at LukewarmLewis on Twitter. Uh, what are your thoughts on the focus on action over puzzle solving this time around in RE3? This was uh, at our kind of general thoughts episode last week. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? Like, I miss I miss the puzzles. Like, no, no joke. Um, it is very much a classic re staple are the puzzles every game has them every resident evil game has them um some more than others i haven't played six but i i i'm assuming that there's like a, like the easiest oh, puzzles let me tell you there. resident evil six buddy yeah but like every game has every re game has its his its share of puzzles um and i felt like re2 like did so like it it, it did such a great job at including puzzles that gave that metroidvania feel uh like there's a lot of backtracking and you know there's information throughout the world that's given to you to complete the puzzles um and this game doesn't really have any of that and when it does they're so easy that you don't really take a lot of time to figure them out and it's not really anything where you have to like backtrack um it's just really straightforward in re i feel like RE3 has doesn't have puzzles as obstacles, right? And yeah. and and I think there's not like a trick to to really solving a lot of them. It is just kind of like following a path or following instructions. Yeah. Um. But there is a satisfaction in in resolving those obstacles. Like I really like that serious part where you have the battery pack that can open the doors, but yeah, y- you can only have you only have the one. You have to kind of go around a couple of doors, open them, unlock a gate, like come back for the battery pack. You know. <laughs> This this managing resources in a three dimensional space, like I think I, I like that stuff, and it fits that kind of uh, not puzzle solving, but problem solving as the player or as the character in the scenario, like fits an action driven game like this more yeah. it, because they are they're not things that you kind of get stumped by; they are things you solve within a couple of seconds. Yeah, so it's, it, it yeah it can contribute to what we were talking about earlier. This is all part of the pacing, right? Like. They made these things briefer, single thin obstacles that you solve almost instantaneously because it helps the pace stay tight. Yeah, um, and I think it works for this game versus uh, what RE2 has for RE2 because it's like RE2 again, like it's tension slow, building, slow, slow looming tension. You're in these places for long periods of time, building tension over long periods of time. Yeah, RE3 not like that, not at all. It's yeah. always like pushing forward, tense, 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 tense. Yeah, but I like it. Um, I like it too. Yeah. And like I said, it one game complements the other. Um totally. so even though that they're different in that sense with the puzzle aspect, it's it's not this, it's not like offensive. <laughs> this might this might be sacrilegious to say, but I'm gonna say it, Andrew. I had this thought. I shared it on uh, last week's Rational Passions podcast, I think. Um this game kind of feels like a modern Resident Evil four to me. Huh. Okay. Um, in the, in the way of don't like, tell don't tell the the true Resident Evil Four fans that because they'll yeah, say what I, are you talking about like this is yeah well I don't I don't care anyone who says they're a true fan of things but don't listen to people <laughs> not not people I care care to talk to um I I am that for some things so I get it sure um 
But uh, I, I just thinking about it, like the the confidence of the protagonist, the kind of snarkiness of it, the way it controls. Mm-hmm. It's obviously very different than the original three, so so it's easier. It's it's closer, I would say, to four than yeah. it is to the original three in how it plays, at least certainly. But just there's just a. It feels like the 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 way the tension feels in this game is so mm-hmm. similar to that. Yeah. Um, obviously, it doesn't have the puzzle solving. It doesn't have the the kind of protect this person side mission thing. Yeah. Um, but it it gives me a similar vibe of like the way the protagonist handles themselves in that environment. You know. Yeah, like Leon is so cocky in four, and mm-hmm. like and clear it or not clear. Um, uh, Jill you know, has her head on straight here. She's like, yeah, it's not so not, much not like co- cocky. It's more of like experience. Like, she, oh, yeah, she's experienced. She's about it. She's like, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Leon has a little bit of that air as well. Yeah. And like, like I was saying before, like with these games, um, there's like this weird kind of history behind all of it where three was technically supposed to be like four and four was technically supposed to be like code Veronica. Mm-hmm. And then like, so like basically what 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 it, what was happening was that they wanted the game like three two had happened everyone loved two like ni- 1998 everyone loved two and then they were like oh okay this sold really well let's get the next game off off the ground and so uh the director of two or maybe he was like the director of capcom and like i this is just more of that lore stuff that i've been kind of getting into but like the backstory of, of like the the creation of the games is like he wanted to have three on playstation 2 because it was the last year of the playstation one's life cycle um and so they had started creating a resident evil game for playstation 2 and then that turned out to not work for some reason and then that eventually evolved into oh okay because this game will be resident evil this will guess this game will be Resident Evil 3, but then they're like, oh shit, actually we want Resident Evil 3 to be on um on PlayStation 1, so we PS1, need yeah. yeah, so we need to like make its own thing be on PlayStation 1, and apparently it was gonna be a different game, and then that turned out to be Resident Evil 3, and then Resident Evil 3 on the PlayStation 2 eventually turned out to be Resident Evil 4, which did come out on the PlayStation 2, but you know, launched on Came the out GameCube. GameCube first, yeah. And then Code, Code Veronica, they they were saying something like, "Oh, we want the main franchise games of Resident Evil to be on the PlayStation, and then all the side stories to be on different consoles to kind of market towards those other groups to possibly convince them to come over to PlayStation to play in the main series." Uh, and so that's why Veronica launched on the Dreamcast or something like that. Jesus. Um, so it's just like a really convoluted, like all these were wild, like all the over the place. Like, oh shit! Like, okay, the next like gaming generation's coming up, so like we need to do something to like get something going for that console generation. It's just, and it, it's just like, a, a similar mess, thing but. had happened with uh, Resident Evil Two, where like there's a, that one Resident Evil One Point Five that yeah, then became a totally different game. Yeah, that became two. Yeah, and then like Resident Evil two point five was actually Resident Evil three. It's just this whole thing yeah. and just very convoluted and all over the place. And speaking of uh, kind of like this backstory behind the scenes of like the creation of these games, I actually just backed a book on uh, kind of like Kickstarter, but it's for books. Um, and it's like a Bookstarter. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like uh, it's it's about um, just like the 
there's just like a bunch of random facts about Resident Evil. And it's this guy who's like an uber Resident Evil fan. And, and the gate in the book is actually being edited right now. Um, and it should be coming out like this summer. Uh, so I'm really excited to actually get my hands onto that. And uh, I'll probably drop some more cool facts when like we talk about Resident Evil 8. So cool. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's wrap it up here um, real quick. Thursday. Andrew, you're sitting down, just a reminder, we're sitting down with Mario Rivera, Logan Moore from Dual Shockers. Yeah. Talking about uh, their history of Resident Evil 3, what they thought of Resident Evil 3. Could be spoilers. Watch out. It'll be on the same feed Thursday, another episode, episode four, coming at you early. Yeah. Uh, you get two this week. Two this week uh, and possibly, possibly two the next two week next and the week, week after yeah. that, and then we'll be done. So We'll see. We'll see where we're we'll at. We'll see where we're at. That, and I, might, I honestly might, like, there's 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 one particular person who is like a Resident Evil super fan who has like his own YouTube channel and I have no connection with this person at all um uh and I'm trying to get in contact with him to see if maybe he would like to come on and do like a conversation with me about Hell like yeah, some dude. of the stuff that he's worked on um and he him and his crew and I just know this from like watching his YouTube videos uh he and his crew are uh they're actually building like their own fan resident evil game uh based off of like Ooh. the original resident evil but it's not obviously called resident evil um but yeah it's it's interesting to see like this whole development behind this very uh nostalgia centered like fan project that they're working on uh, so i'd like to talk to about him too with that too so i'm gonna see if i can get a hold of him but Put in RE engine, you cowards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, we can get our hands on that. Just steal it, man. Steal it. <laughs> uh, so that, that is it. Go look out for that. Um, Thursday. Uh, thank you all again for listening. Just real quick. If you want to hear more raccoon city radio, uh, subscribe, please. Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you're listening to stitcher. I don't know. I don't know where this is. It's everywhere. Uh, Pocket cast, probably everywhere. I assume pine Pinecast kind of does it for me where they just put it pretty much everywhere. Yeah. They just shoot that load everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Just yep. like all over the, all over. All the over. Um, uh, don't forget to follow, uh, myself at Alfighter 27 on Twitter and Andrew at Papa Drew bear on Twitter. Um, and check out our rational The place that makes it happen. Host, host the, the magic. Yes. Uh, that the, the Mr. Andrew creates, uh, follow them at Rational Pod for the stuff that they do, and check out Rational Passions Podcast. It's a show I host Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Not this Saturday when we're recording yeah. this episode. Uh, we're recording tomorrow Sunday, but yeah. And where um, where can uh, they find you at? Uh, Alpha Twenty Seven. Yep. Um, I uh, I take selfies on Saturdays. Come, you do. Come hang out with me. And then I took one for today. Yeah, and then you can find me on Twitter at Papa Drew Bear. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Cool. Thanks so much uh, uh, to everybody for listening. Thanks for supporting us and sending questions. Send more questions if you want to. We would love to uh, to talk about it yeah. on the show. And it doesn't have to be if you're someone who's hasn't played RE3 yet, waiting for a sale, whatever. Uh, the question can be about the series as a whole, like 100%. Yeah. Any game. Ask us Resident Evil questions. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably it for this week. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, Andrew. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.